Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast with me, Ishreen Bradley, Chief Inspiration Officer at Belonging Pioneers. And me, Kami Nuttall, founder of Culture Lab Consultancy. Privilege is a conundrum that dilutes the culture of fairness at work. And as a leader, you recognize that your organization has more to do. You want to create success through connection and belonging, and you're unsure about how to make it happen. Now, the Privilege Eruption podcast is where you have the opportunity to evolve breakthrough thinking about the impact of power, privilege and purpose and how that shows up at work. And in these podcasts, you will gain the courage and confidence to realize a culture of inclusion for all. Are you aware of language privilege? Do you even know what it means? The problem is that many people who don't speak estuary English or one of the recognized accents of English suffer from underprivilege around language. We won't hear them in the same way. We won't listen to them in the same way. We won't respect them in the same way. So today, Gracie Williams and I are having a conversation with you about the impact of language privilege and how that affects what we're able to do and what we're not able to do. Welcome to the Privilege Eruption podcast, a podcast by Belonging Pioneers and Culture Lab Consultancy about the questions and ideas around the hidden barriers to achieving our diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging goals. This is where we erupt the constraining impact of privilege and explore new possibilities in the context of shared power and purpose. This is where we explore and test out our ideas with amazing people who have done or are doing the work. So, hey, I hope you've enjoyed our episode so far. Many of you have given us some great feedback. So please, if you can take the time to rate the show, we would be very grateful. And also, if you can take a moment to send us your thoughts, your questions, your reflections, reach out to our team using LinkedIn or using the links in the description here. So all there is for me to say is please enjoy the episode and let us know what you think. So, Gracie, have you ever experienced language or linguistic discrimination? Um, I'd say no, not personally. Uh, Being English and from, I've never lived anywhere other than England. So I suppose, in a way, speaking English and being English is a privilege in itself. Um, Like, it is the most popular use of language. So Mm. whenever, you know, we go abroad... Often people will just speak to me in English, like automatically, even if I make a conscious effort to speak their language, they often just respond in English. Although in in Portugal and Italy, I've often been mistaken as Portuguese or Italian. So I'll have people coming up to me, asking me for directions and things. I'm like, I'm so sorry, like I'm English. (laughs) You often just feel a little bit like, oh, maybe I'd should make an effort but mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say personally I've okay. ever experienced it okay um, have you um I have but it's interesting what you say about being English because I notice even if you've got an accent from um another part of England the normative parts 
you know, the people who yeah. speak the Queen. Well, it's not the Queen's English anymore, is it? It's <laughs> it's called estuary English, which I think is meant to look like something like the around the Thames, River Thames area, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you speak slightly differently, even if you are English, I've noticed that people um, can be discriminated against. But I'm running ahead of myself here. We'll, we'll come back to that conversation um, in a bit. So me, yes, I have. Um, in fact, from since childhood. Um, and I, I speak perfectly good English. I have done since I was a child. And uh, the difference is, though, that... I was brought up until I was eight years old in Sri Lanka. And in Sri Lanka, we speak more American style English and American style English has slightly different vocabulary. So I remember arriving in my school. It was about a week after we landed in the UK. I was really excited. It's, um, you know, going to a new school, going to meet some new friends um, and so I get to school and I'm sat uh, in my uh, bank of, you know, in my table with eight other children. No, seven other children. Right. So I was the eighth. So eight children in all around uh, one of those double tables. And we're kind of chatting and we're getting on with things. And uh, they're looking at me a bit strange because I'm the only brown girl in the class. But um, I'm kind of happy and getting on with things and then I realize I've got to rub something out and so I look across the table and I ask my friend who has an eraser can I borrow your eraser and she looks looks at me like there's something wrong with me like I'm from another planet and they then the other girls and boys around the table start having a conversation about what's an eraser what does she want and it gets quite nasty and I end up I even end up in tears at the table because I feel so misunderstood. And then I learned that actually they use the term rubber and not eraser. Um and I as I listen to them speaking and I say, Oh rubber, can I have the rubber? And they give it to me. But I'll still always remember that experience, you know, eight years old that's almost 50 years ago for me but it's almost like it happened yesterday yeah you know yeah um and then another example when I was um I was a senior executive at um the company I worked for it's a management consultancy and we were giving presentations as a team to a large audience and um and I'm talking and it's going well and then suddenly I say vehicle and the whole room looks at me like I've made a mistake and I'm like oh my god I've said something wrong this is going really badly and the rest of that presentation I'm not myself and it turns Mm -hmm. out not to be a great presentation and then I get that feedback and I'm like but I don't know what I did wrong yeah. And then my manager tells me, well, it was all going swimmingly until you said ve- vehicle and not vehicle. And I'm like, OK. I had no idea how to pronounce that yeah. word. But yeah. just that I pr- mispronounced it very slightly. Um, blended with how I normally speak is, you know, I've learned to speak English the way people want to hear it. Um yeah. 
meant that that whole presentation was undermined. So obviously you have had your own personal experience, but have you ever witnessed it out and about or in the workplace? Yeah, yeah. So um, like I started to say earlier, I do find that people with strong accents, even Mm. if they're English, are discriminated against. Yeah. Um, So typically I've seen people who are Scouse or Geordie be looked down upon, um, Mm. treated almost like they're not equal, not quite the same. And um, I find it quite disturbing because I really like those accents. Yeah. And I think nowadays call centres are being based in Newcastle area because people like that accent. It's kind of friendly and engaging. Yeah, you know? I'd read um, that it was one of the friendliest accents. Mm. And yeah. and so um, thankfully things are changing that way. But yes, I so I've, I've observed that. I've also observed, you know, that famous thing of, and I think this is something we can all be aware of, is that um, when we're speaking, if it looks like somebody doesn't understand what we're saying, we just speak louder. Mm-hmm. And we kind of think speaking louder is going to make somebody understand us better, you yeah. know, and, and um, actually probably all you need to do is speak a slightly slower, but not in a noticeable way. Yeah. And check that they understood because most likely they did understand, but they're just not sure because their English isn't that good. Um, And I guess the uh, other example I've seen is, you know, asking questions of people um, and not accepting their first answer, thinking, you know, almost invalidating their first answer. Um, And the famous one that we all know and that, um, you know, we heard from the royal household is, where are you really from? Yeah. No, where are you really from? Well, I'm mm-hmm. not going to get a proper answer to this, but really, where are you from? You know, just because somebody yeah. looks different doesn't mean that they were born somewhere else. They might have been born in, um, you know, in London or in Cheshire or in, you know, wherever, mm-hmm. but just have um, a different physical appearance. Might never have been to the country where you think they're from. Yeah. Yeah, so those are mine, and 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 um, yeah, it makes me really sad when I when I see that. Yeah, um, I often think about this time. So most of my working life has been working from home, but there was a time when I was working in retail, and there was a man who came in, and I'm not too sure where he was from. He spoke differently and he didn't speak you know our English I suppose you can call it he definitely struggled with it but he used a lot of hand gestures and for me it was it wasn't a problem it didn't you know it didn't make me feel uncomfortable I've always been very accepting of it and I understood what he wanted got in what he wanted and he left but it was the person behind him Mm. in the queue who after after he'd left, he sort of came up to me and was like saying a few things and it, it made me feel uncomfortable because, yeah. you know, he was talking about how he, he wasn't speaking English and that, yeah. you know, you're in England, you should be speaking English. Yeah. And I think that 
for me that's not that's not fair mm. you know he was trying yeah. you know that's that's one thing he was trying and yeah and you know we can't expect people to it, it's a very different world to what it used to be mm. and we can't expect people to come in and speak yeah. completely English. And for me it wasn't a problem and as much as I wanted to sort of argue back, I had to remember, you know, I am in a workplace. So it was kind of difficult, but it just made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, I've definitely seen and witnessed. Yeah, yeah. It, it's um, um, Especially that phrase again of wearing really from. Mm, I mean, even in the media all the time. Yes, so. yes, yes. Just to be able to ask that question from a sensitive place, if, you, if you're really interested... It's yeah. not. It's not meant to be an icebreaker question, is it? Yeah. No. Um, so, Gracie, why do you think language privilege is one of the hidden privileges? I, I kind of think that people often put it under the umbrella of racial privilege or white privilege, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I've done a lot of the research behind mm. language privilege for the articles and stuff, and. Mm. I've come to realise that it is a it's a privilege in itself, you know, the language. Um, I think it can be very subtle and often goes unnoticed because people don't know too much about it or it goes a little unnoticed because of, you know, it being mm. often under that umbrella mm-hmm. of racial privilege. Mm. Um, so I think it often goes especially unnoticed for anyone who, who isn't the victim of language discrimination. I think... Again, it isn't discussed as much. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah. So that's why I think we want to make these episodes and write these articles because it, it is a real thing. Just to help people be aware and start to break the wheel of power and privilege around language. Yeah, yeah I got yeah, it. And I guess the thing with language is you don't actually know you're being discriminated against, mm. you know, um, with with that eraser example and with that vehicle vehicle example, um, I got distressed because I thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Yeah, or just start to think, oh, gosh, I must be really dumb. And then yeah. that undermines how you perform like it did with that presentation, right? Yeah. It undermines you and it makes you lack confidence and it, reduces your potential so um i think the impact of language privilege is much harder to know and see than the more obvious things that you can almost fight against yeah 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 do you believe that there's something called english privilege like do you have any thoughts about that yeah i think as I said before, you know, wherever I go in the world, mm. I've been to, I'm looking up into quite a few places and wherever I've been, people have spoke back to me in English. Mm. Um, you know, even when I do make the effort, it, it, I don't know if I'm just speaking it very wrong, maybe I'm butchering a few words so mm. they, they know, but um, yeah, they, they, they just speak to you in English or, you know, you walk in and they, they say English yeah. and I'll say yes and then, you know, they speak English to you and I think, in a way, as an English person, like, I've definitely noticed that, you know, I could do more when I go abroad. I could 
learn the language a bit more yeah you know I went to Portugal every year when mm-hmm. I was younger mm-hmm. and even then I knew quite a bit but not enough and I yeah. never really had the confidence to speak it as much so I'm like why should I expect them to have the confidence yeah. to speak to me in English yeah so yeah I definitely think it is a thing yeah uh, I, yeah I think so too I think um I think we can travel to most parts of the world mm-hmm. and be understood. Um, but, you know, I've, I've noticed sometimes when I've been in international meetings, most people speak English, so they can always understand what I'm saying yeah. uh, to a greater or lesser extent. Um, and my colleague and I, if we're English speaking and we don't speak another language, we can hear other people having conversations in their own languages. And we're sort of thinking, oh gosh, I wonder what they're saying. Because they can have private conversations right in front of us in a negotiation, right? Because they know we don't understand. So it it's almost a disadvantage to us that we don't speak many other languages. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I think if you've got, for example, a an estuary English language or a you know, what's considered an acceptable accent, um even American accent, right? Your your um American as in California or New York, right? But most other parts of America, people, uh, you know, do probably discriminate against, you know. So it it's um, it's a challenging space, isn't it? So um, what three things can we gift to our listeners so that they can start to break the wheel of power and privilege around language? I suppose the first thing is to make the effort you know use what privileges you have to learn about it Mm -hmm. I think for me I never really knew about it I was always accepting of it I never Mm -hmm. I've always been very open-minded but I definitely think that there was probably times when maybe I'd said something so I think going out and learning about it was the best thing I could have done Mm. so I think that's the main that's probably one of the biggest things is to make that conscious effort to learn Mm -hmm. to learn yeah um I think also check your tolerance levels Mm -hmm. and I think that goes for all our conversations about breaking the wheels around power and privilege is we tend to like efficiency and so we tend to like everyone to be a certain way but the thing is if we neglect somebody or don't properly hear somebody because they've got a slightly different accent or they're not fluent in English we might be missing a really good idea yeah um we might be missing something that will really make a difference to what we're working on so look at what you can do to have Uh, more tolerance and more patience around people who speak slightly differently and who may, in your world, be harder to understand. I think that's my second tip. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and um, if you are 
discriminated against because of the way you speak, don't give up. Don't start to think that you're doing something wrong or you're dumb. It's just that the way you're communicating isn't being received effectively by the other party. So look for different ways of saying the same thing. Look for checking your understanding that they have heard you. Look for asking, you know, what actually happened there? So with my vehicle, vehicle, I can't even say vehicle anymore. Um, With that example, I did go back to my manager and say, look, something changed in that room while I was talking. I don't know what it was. And then she told me specifically where the, the challenge was. And I could then take action and do something about it. Yeah. So the three tips are learn about it, um, be patient and tolerant when you're listening to someone who doesn't speak like you do or in a way that you understand and really be curious about what they're saying. And if you've suffer, suffered from linguistic discrimination, be persistent and build your resilience to actually find out what it what it is that they haven't understood or just check maybe they have understood and it's just in our heads. So listeners, I hope you found that useful. I hope we've given you something to think about and study further around breaking the wheel of power and privilege around um, language. Next week, we're going to be talking about socioeconomic power and privilege, aren't we, Gracie? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation with you, Gracie. Thank you, everybody, for joining us and see you next time. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for joining us. Our intention is to bring you new insights about the impact of power, privilege and purpose at work for you and for your organisation. You can check out our episode description for social media accounts and don't forget to send in your questions and you can send those to our email equitychampions at belongingpioneers.com We look forward to sharing more about power, privilege and purpose at work with you on this podcast. Now, if you got value, please remember to share it with your networks. Please leave us a review. And as Cami said, please do remember to send us any questions that you'd like us to discuss on this podcast. And we'll see you next time. Next time. Bye.